New York City. The Sanctimony City. Whoever is listening. <laughs> I want to see some changes. From the smallest room in New York City. I didn't know my wife was a squaw. I thought she was a goop. Comes a show that gives you a reason to live. <laughs> Talking with Gavin McKinnis. Gavin from CRTV. That's CRTV.com. You can get 30 days for free right now. In fact, check that out. Uh, a man who was a pariah became a hero to many. Founder of the Proud Boys, Gavin McKinnis. And the name of the site is what? And uh, don't forget to check out CRTV. You know what's funny? How liberals came up with this whole cops are being cops are murdering black kids, black people. Mm-hmm. The hands up, don't you think? They came up with it to explain black failure. Mm. And blacks are doing badly. You know, they're, they're high in the crime rates. They're doing badly in education, whatever, mm. because cops are killing them. Okay, I that that I think that that might be why white liberals use it. Because of that, but I don't think I, I think that's I think that's why they're really susceptible to that argument, you know, because like they feel as if you know, like, hey, look at my life. I had a great school, great life. I grew up great. How come they didn't have these opportunities? That's the only difference in them and us. And it is a socioeconomic thing. But I think that the reason that it comes up, uh, and and the reason they use these this fucking narrative that you're talking about about, it, I think it's to accomplish a political end. It's class struggle. Playing one class against another, and they and it's, yeah, that's what Goad talks about a lot. It's double powerful in this case because um, they have uh, the color thing too, the race thing. I so think you get he's, the race he's and the money from thing. that. Well, the, they would say to me after I said that, they go, "Oh, so what do you think it is? Genetics? You think they're inferior? Uh, you tell me why the eight thousand are murdered a year? Where- welfare? Uh, it's it's um, it's the the plantation theory. It's you know, the pla- it's welfare. It's Back in 1950, 17% of black kids were born without a father. Today, it's 75%. Back in the 40s, 30s, back before uh, LBJ, I got in trouble for saying FDR once. Um, Back before (laughs) LBJ, when he said, I'll have these niggers voting for Democrat for 200 years. Back before that, they committed crime about the same as whites. Mm Mm-hmm. Their marriages lasted about the same as whites. Mm. Everything was normal back then. Mm. Then welfare came along, and all of a sudden, we're racist and cops kill blacks. About three, three, maybe two black people die a day with uh, from a cop, right? Mm. Really? That many? Yeah, well, 20 are murdered every day. 20 black people are murdered every day. By other blacks? Well, 17 are murdered by other blacks. Okay. Uh, maybe one is murdered by a Hispanic, one's murdered by a cop, something like that. Occasionally they throw in a fucking but Polak. when I say murdered, I'm talking about a shootout like in Atlantic City where that guy jumps out of his car. Oh, you mean by cops? Yeah. Oh, well, that's not murdered, that's just killed. Yeah, you're right. I, yeah. Okay, 20 black people are killed every day. But, but 20 but, every day? 8,000 a year. No shit. Yep. By cops? No, 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 no. Yeah, all, by everyone, all around, all around. Everywhere, yeah. oh, okay. By dogs, by everything. Oh, okay. But I don't mean like a air conditioner falling on your head. Murdered. That doesn't count. Killed. Killed by another person. Homicides. Kill, yeah, homicides. Okay. Homicides is the word. But with the cops, I would say there's six egregious cases a year. Six. Like, you know that 23 ways to die and Alicia Keys, who, by the way, was abandoned by her black father and grew up rich and white in the Upper West Side. She's there going... Uh, failed to t- use this turn light, and then they show Sandra Bland in the oh, music, yes, all black and white, yes, and all yes, scary. Things, right. and it's like they have Trayvon Martin, and it's like wearing a hoodie. Sandra Bland hung herself. 
hanged, Pat. Hanged. I'm going to say hung. Hanged. Mama said hung. I'm going to say hung. You ain't saying hung in my face. <laughs> hanged is, it always sounds like you're talking about Nathan Hale. Good. All right. Um, oh, that's nice. Well, you're smoking in my face. <laughs> I know, but that's, that's my... Never mind. It's my fault for not having a chair. Yeah, and I'm farting where your feet go. That's true. It's not like it's you didn't on move the pillow. all the way up. And, <laughs> hold on. <laughs> have you seen? Uh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, and they have all these celebrities like Pharrell. And yes, stuff. yes. I know the one you're talking about. So basically, you what, you're, you're, what you're what you're describing. Yeah. So I went through all of those, mm-hmm. all twenty three, all twenty three, and those are the most famous ones, right? So they're you're go- you're basically showcasing all the dangerous killings of black people in America, and you found the most egregious. Out of those six, I read up and them, and I went, "Ooh, that's pretty bad." Really? Yeah. Where it was like, but where they didn't need to shoot. Maybe they. Yeah, like he was. He wasn't running away, trigger, but he was right. walking away, and he it was clear he didn't have a gun. And you fucked up. You Talk shot about like, him in like the back in the, of the South head. Carolina case. Uh, right. Right. Be, yeah, I could see that. Okay. And then, and then I would look. That guy up, got convicted right away too. And then way. I would look up that cop, and he'd be up Shit's Creek without a paddle. Yeah. Like the guy. Because of the hard work these guys are doing on BLM, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Fucking BLM didn't even know about it, um, but. The the uh, I'm spacing out here. The, the the everyone talks about Abner Louima, who got the pole up his ass at the at just down the street here in the East Village. Yeah, that cop is gone. He's in jail right now. Yeah. He's, he'll be in jail for the rest of his life. That, he actually got that, married recently. <laughs> nice. <laughs> What's his name again? I don't remember. He's in Florida. That's fucked though. That that was a that was really harsh. That's clearly not a like. Oh, he shot him. He's quick on the trigger. That's like fucking raping somebody in an interrogation room, bathroom. Right. And cops fucking hate that guy. Yeah, they cops t- they don't go. On him. <laughs> he showed him. Right. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh, you know what happened to me in England recently? Uh, I love cops, and I, the thing I love about them is they they have to fist fight every day. I like cops because they have a sense of humor. And they're funny. Yeah. And I just like, I have a rough day sometimes where I'm getting sued and I got to go through some paperwork. I don't have to fist fight a crackhead every fucking day. Or no one knows this about cops. Someone kills themselves on the subway every day. Every day. And the cops have to pick up those body parts. Do they? Yes. It's evidence. They and in the winter... Those body parts will be frozen to the tracks. Heavy, with blood. really heavy, and yeah, like you got it. You have to use like an axe, and sometimes they'll use like a, you know, the the little handsaw to take off bike locks. Mm. They'll go. Nee! I'm not joking. To remove, a f- I'm not joking. You think no, I'm joking? No, I just think it's a comical thing they have to do. <laughs> a frozen that they torso freeze that quickly, huh? Well, no, they wouldn't. It would take them forever to get down there. And, oh. <laughs> you know, it's a crime scene, whatever. Or, right, right. You know, the, my buddy, I won't say his name, but he picked up a human head the other day. And he's showing his partner. He's like, hey, it really does like a bowling ball. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, those jokes are getting caught and they're being sent to HR. And oh, guess my. what's happening as those jokes get monitored? Suicide is going up in the NYPD. Mm. Because when you, guy, you don't let these guys have an outlet, right? They... They become a pressure cooker. Yeah, you got to keep all that inside. You need to joke about it. It's it's literally life saving. Suicide among the uh, with the cops that is bad. So anyway, they, what are they gonna do? Suicide by criminal? <laughs> <laughs> that would be could cool. happen. Yeah, yeah. They so I go to England and I'm with these brutal soccer hooligans. Like the guy who picks me up from the airport has a cesarean scar across his face. He gave birth from his head. I guess. Wow, that's crazy. And there and he's got a hole in his arm where a machete went through. I mean, these guys. F- 
like they're in shootouts. They're Bloods and Crips. Soccer hooligans and Muslims yeah. in England. I thought it was exaggerated. It's underreported. It is full on Bloods and Crips warfare going no on. Fucking shit. Arson, f- and they know they keep track of where all the kids live. They call them soccer hooligans. They call, it, but uh, I mean, like, is it? It's. I thought that just happened at games. No, 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 no. It, it did. But now that Muslims are taking over a lot of these working class neighborhoods, mm-hmm. they're they're fucking they're at war on the streets, and then they're at war in prison. The prisons are sixty percent Muslim now, so the prisons are a fucking war zone. So wait, they're there. Tommy Robinson was attacked with scalding water in prison. Jesus, and he was sent to prison because the, they thought that'd be a great way to kill him. What was it? What was his offense? Oh my God, it was ridiculous. It was harboring a fugitive because his brother-in-law was uh, not paying his mortgage. So then he was in debt. Uh, some sort of he was a debtor and so he's he's harboring a debtor circa 1756 or some shit right they don't even put people in jail for that it was a ridiculous crime now so the 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 soccer the soccer hooligans the guy who threw bacon on a mosque some polish dude joking around he got two years in in prison for that as a hate crime and he was killed in prison he's dead jesus fucking christ but anyway i get out and i'm talking to this guy and uh I said, look, I like cops, but the cops here seem like cunts. Like, when, every time I meet Tommy when I'm in England, he'll be stopped by, like, 12 police, and they'll ask him where he's going, and he's just right. going to get a pint. So what's... Are they pussies here? And he goes, oh, yeah. No, you might be friends with police in uh, New York, but here in London, we all hate them. No one's friends with them. They're all scum. And I go, but that doesn't make sense, because they're fighting crackheads. How can you be a scumbag pussy and also fight crackheads every day? He goes, I don't know, mate, but... Uh, Everything, they're not like police where you is. And then I meet the other soccer hooligans, and I go, so he was just telling me um, that cops are cunts here. And they go, well, and I go, the thing I don't get is, like, when that time they pulled you over, Tommy, they must have hate. like, I, I would have thought that New York cops would have been mad that they had to do that assignment. I know cops get mad when they have to bust NYU students for marijuana at Central Park. Right. They go, well, this is a waste of my day. And uh, he goes, yeah, man, they totally fucking hate it. I spoke to them. They said, fucking hell, Tommy. We're sorry we had to pull you over. You know, these cunts upstairs come up with these stupid rules. And I said, but the guy who picked me up at the airport said they're all bitches. And he goes, yeah, because he's a criminal. (laughs) He hates the police because they keep catching him. (laughs) (laughs) So it's all a matter of which hooligans you talk to, huh? Yeah, Yeah, yeah. So the big picture is. Cops there are the same as cops here, and I'm all for saying fuck the police, but it's fuck the police's boss. The actual yeah. guys. Fuck are the great mayor, guys. fuck the commissioner. Fuck the chief of police. Look yeah. at that cunt on uh, 60 Minutes, the black dude, talking about the, the death rate in the south side of Chicago, which is like two a day now. And he, he's they're all about how racist the cops are. And fucking, what's his name? Is it Ed Bradley you're talking about? Yeah. <laughs> It might have been Ed Bradley. Ed Bradley on 60 Minutes? Yeah, he's dead now, but... Black guy. No, 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 the chief of police is a black guy. Oh, 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 gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. It might have been that guy who interviewed Cernovich. Doesn't matter. I I thought you were talking about... They're all the the same in 60 Minutes. They're all worst, the worst liberals ever. They hate entrepreneurs. Anderson Cooper's on there now. That's a good sign. Yeah, he's a perfect example. He fits right in there. Uh, with his fucking white pubes and his the dinosaur attitude. Yeah. But uh, he was saying the chief of police was all about how, yeah, we've been working uh, with the police trying to help alleviate this problem of racism. In the South. And you're like, wait a minute. The problem with the south side of Chicago is cops have been told not to go. They don't want to get sued, so they just don't go. So it's the Wild West down there, and gangs are just shooting everyone. Yeah. The problem is not stop and frisk. In fact, that might save 
this outside of Chicago. It's probably the only thing that could save it's them. It's the only thing that could save them. Yeah, go go down there and start they stop and frisk. It's, it's called proactive policing, and they've abandoned it. It saved New York. It's the reason you and I can walk around late at night. Yeah, and, and now who knows how long that's going to last. I mean, they've got it under control for now, but like I think they're hiding crimes, and I also think that they uh, that you know they're legalizing a lot of crimes, and that's why crime is going down is because like it's not a crime to jump over a turnstile anymore. They don't <laughs> right, even arrest right, anybody right, for that. Yeah. And and if you and if you're not arresting people for that, if you're not at least stopping them when they do that, you know what I mean? Well, they probably they not probably, but they very often would catch people with warrants for other shit. And, and then that would be it. Or they got a gun, uh, somebody with a weapon doing that. It, people who do crime, you know, they don't like fucking go down to the lowest crimes. Go, I am going to use my Metro card, though. Exactly, they, they, yeah. They, and cops have instincts. Yes. You know, and, and there's a myth, the, too, that, that, that the they picture. made it racial. Mm-hmm. Whites were disproportionately stopped more than they appear in crime statistics. Bloomberg had the balls to point that out. Well, yeah, he pointed out that they were stopped, you know, more than they are committing crimes. Yes. Yeah. It was something like 15% over 12%. And by the way, assholes... The hood is safer when you stop. I had a big fight with Dante Nero about this. He's brutal with the liberal tropes. Oh, boy. He goes, you don't know what it's like, man, when we go out, when a black man goes out for a drive, he doesn't know if he's going to come home or not. What, you're just going to get randomly shot in the head by a cop on a lark? Oh, boy, oh, boy. But hit, That's so silly. Stop and frisk is good for the hood. It's like legal guns. Legal guns are good for the hood. Old ladies... In the hood, need a legal gun. Yeah. A dad, the one of the the twenty five percent, that the one in four dad who sticks by his family in the hood, he needs a gun. Yeah, he does. And 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 that guy's a law abiding citizen. He wants to take care of his family, and he can't because they got guns. Of course, they got guns. Everyone has a gun, but him. The people who don't obey the law have guns <laughs> to commit crimes with. You know, it, they don't make the Upper West Side safer. It's not a problem in the Upper West Side. I mean, you know, you, it, conceivably, you know, I mean, if there's like a, you know, I mean, there is crime up there, but I mean, it's not. It, it's it doesn't. It's not going to make a uh, the kind of difference of what you're talking about. Yeah, you make handguns easy to get in the Upper West Side. Crime will stay the same, which is zero. You, <laughs> you give you give East New York uh, the right to have a concealed carry. And you will watch crime plummet there. And not just because someone will pull a gun and say, you're not robbing me, but because rapists and murderers and, and thieves will know there is a strong chance this old lady has a gun in her purse. It's really it's, it's simple math, isn't it? Yeah, I'm not even going to bother. So you're going to rob a store, right? And you've, got, you've done your intel, your background, you've cased the joint, and you know that this guy has a gun, this guy doesn't at this store. Which store are you going to rob? It's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, look at Texas. Gun, that school that was shot at, gun-free zone again. Everyone wants to make it about we have to ban guns. You can't ban guns. It's impossible. You can't ban knives. You can't ban hate. So Banning hate. Now these things are here in our world. Let's be adults and say, well, now that hate, knives, and guns are here, Let's let good people have them for a fucking change. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. getting genuinely mad talking it, about it's this. Just, and it's so simple, too. Because, and, and you know why they appeal to the women on that? It's because they're the ones who believe and don't have the logic to sort of like get beyond that and go like, oh, wait, you can't do that. They don't have that ability. You ever argue with a woman about something like, you know, they they will take, they're just mad. I would never, I never argue with women. No, I mean, you've argued with women. I know. Not, well, not about this topic. As a young man, but I don't argue with women anymore. You don't? I just calmly say, th- in fact, you know what I do now? I just antagonize them and make them spin out. Yeah. But, but that's another, argument. that's another subject. But yeah, the, the, uh, the, the funny thing about women and guns is if there was just a tendency for women to have guns in their purse, you would see rape plummet. Yeah. 
just if he had the rape because rapists today especially in New York City if a rapist is in like a parking garage and he sees an upper middle class white woman heading to her car the odds of her having a gun are zero yeah he doesn't have to worry about that zero go ahead and rape her now in Paloma, Texas you're going by the old creaky boy saloon Mm. and she's headed back to her pickup truck you ain't raping her ass or you're getting a fucking purple hollow point bullet through your butt that's right they'd shoot down there the women are armed. Like it's the news media. They love to emphasize the liberal point of view because they want to sell papers, and that point of view is not very nuanced. And, and and you're dealing with an emotional type of of person on that side, right? So appeal to the emotions. You don't the facts. You can sort of blur them. You know, there's a lot of ways to do that, and that's why it's. I think it's that way. Plus, I think it's their agenda. But Plus, why? I think they're owned I, the by The thing that, I don't understand is... By that interest. Women don't buy newspapers. Like, I know why cars look stupid, because women like things that look like cough drops. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> and women tend to buy the family car. Right. Clear. Claro, claro. But uh, men buy newspapers. Yeah. And men, don't they tend to be more right-wing? Because they're the ones paying the tax. Like, let's of- say 60%, 75% of men are lean right, I'd imagine. Yeah, but that's Adult a lot of newspapers men. on the other side. And you and the thing is about, uh, and you say they don't buy papers, right? Like, it's, papers are influential. Papers are, even if you don't read it, they set the tone on what gets talked about that night on the shows and shit like that. So, I mean, oh. what they say still matters. If they, like, it's like Washington Post, New York Times. I, I don't know anybody who reads the fucking New York Times, but it's so influential, and I know a lot of people must, but it is really influential still. Because that's the it sets the fucking tone. It's like it, it's often like when you see it, just it in seems print. bad for business. I mean, the, the all men have in New York is the New York Post. The Daily News is ridiculous. Do New we York have Times the New York Post? Really? Do we? Oh, it, it tends to falter, doesn't it, it? Lately, yeah, yeah, it's really changed. Oh, it's so anti-gun. I saw the other day that uh, when they, they they referred to Charlottesville and they said at a uh, white what do they call it a white power rally. <laughs> it's, uh, it's not really what it was, right? It was, it, it was. I know those whole unite the right, but it was not a white power rally. I don't know what the fuck it was. It was. It sure wasn't what it was. What it was purported to be. The, the first time I heard about it, it was about statues. Yes, and a lot of the people. And then when he said, when and we know how they misconstrued that. The good people, bad people on both sides. You know what I mean? He's talking about Antifa, and he's talking uh, Antifa, and he's talking about the fucking. Uh, you know, uh, the good people would be the. The preservationists who really don't want to get rid of statues, who recognize the fact that that is part of a communist agenda. And I know that when you start saying communism, it's like, okay, we don't want to not be taken seriously. But it is part of a communist agenda to get rid of all good statues and replace them with bullshit and to discredit any founding father. Yeah. And you know what's great about that, though? That agenda, which I would say socialist. Uh, I don't. I think you're right that it's communist, but you sound but, crazy when you say exactly, communist. Exactly, which I don't mind. So I just say socialist and it's then better. think communist. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and it's not as if there's that big of a difference either. Anyway, they're controlling my thoughts. But what they're doing is they're getting Trump reelected. So I think we sh- we might just want to sit back and let them remove all the Confederate statues, because have you seen what? So they start with R. Kelly. It's very unpopular because that hideous. Have you seen the woman who started Me Too? No, I haven't. Oh, I, the only one I know is Rose McGowan. No, no, no. The original, original one looks exactly like she's from the cantina in Star Wars. Like she looks like a hungry hippo in a dress. She's probably the ugliest woman in America outside of like burn victims. No way. Yeah. And she was never molested. 
Yeah, she definitely was play not. fighting when she was seven, and her shirt got ripped, and her tits were hanging out, and her mother said, you shouldn't have been playing with boys. That's her Me Too, that's what started the Me Too movement. Oh, for Christ's sake. And she's literally a one. So, it's not going to happen again, lady, don't worry about it, unless yeah. you... you Walk around nude at the National Institute for the Blind, <laughs> but, but anyway, and even they have hands. And yeah, even they go. Wait a minute, this nose is huge. What the, well, What's with your? Ugh. <laughs> Imagine someone's touching your face and they go, "Man, you're ugly." <laughs> Never mind. As you were. This is very asymmetrical. Oh my God, what your is this? bone structure's all off. What am I touching? Is this? A, do you have a, is it? What's this texture? This is odd. <laughs> Is that hair? You have ungorgeous texture. <laughs> I cannot get it up. Trying to, I'm getting so horny. Like, I, I'm I'm only half hard. <laughs> Semi. Sometimes people, my cock is so huge that sometimes when they'll see it, they go, "Oh, I see what you did there. You got a semi." Before you pulled it out, and I'm like, "That's a really gay compliment you just accidentally (laughs) gave me." (laughs) But anyway, um, so she goes, she hates R. Kelly now, and that's justifiable. He fucked a 14 year old a bunch. I think he married one. Pissed on a 15 year old. Pissed on a bunch of kids and stuff. So he's a bad man. So uh, they go, "Well, we want all his songs removed from Spotify." Now I get the logic, right? I don't want to listen to a kid pisser, but. You've opened a Pandora's box there. No and- problem with the kids pisser. Kid pisser for me. Uh, if you're, if you're, I mean, as far as their music goes, you know, it's art. Whatever. Yeah. It, it, you know, it's not like a secret message or something. I'm not going to piss on kids as a result of Charlie it. Manson's- no harm can be done. His Man- album's available. His Manson Manson has some great country jams. Uh, well, <laughs> garbage dump. <laughs> it's debatable how good it is, but it's uh, yeah. You're right. I, I, you're right. Slippery slope, totally. Yeah, for right. sure. Right. And well, the slippery slope's already happened. So now Eminem. Oh, yeah. Is in trouble. The Eagles, they're talking about removing the Red Hot Chili Peppers. What? I don't even know what song that would be. Um, I don't know what they, what crime did they do? I don't know. But you should see this list. It goes on and on and on. It's like 10 artists at the top of their chopping block. And simultaneously, YouTube has now decided that they don't want to show cleavage, right? Cleavage? Thumbnails can't have cleavage now. So they'll take a cheerleader picture with cleavage and they'll crop it up. So the cleavage is out. Yet, at the same time, this plus-size model, I forget her name. She was in Sports Illustrated. She is super fucking hot. But uh, Fatty McNichol. Fatty McNichol. She's sitting like this, and she has what they call hip cleavage. And so that's become a hashtag, hip cleavage. Hip so cleavage. Hip cleavage, hip cleavage is, is the hip thing now. Yeah, hip cleavage is good. It's good to be dying of obesity. Mm. But tits... Are bad. Well, hip cleavage is is not always just the fat too. So it's just like showing a lot of hip. Well, but you could be thin. No, no, no. You couldn't be thin and have this kind of. Well, I'm talking about yeah, like 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 uh, there was the picture that I saw. You and I couldn't get hip cleavage if someone put a gun to our heads. (laughs) Okay, so when you're hip, the fat is like coming up over the bathing suit and like leaning onto your side. Ugly naked bodies are so fucking acceptable. They'll have like a, a fat naked person who they're like going, "Look at this tragic case. He's 600 pounds. She can't roll over. Whatever. You know, the fat women in a medical procedure." Uh, I think that if they show breast exams, I bet you they could still do that. No cleavage, no cleavage. but a full breast exam. You have to jerk off well, to some medical they're thing. They're trying to flip the entire universe by saying tits are gross and fat people are hot mm. and you shouldn't listen to this music. And what is that doing? It's ostracizing young people. It's ostracizing the flyover countries. All part it's of ostracizing the, plan. the Midwest. It's what they want. Okay, but 
they're overdoing it and they're getting Trump reelected. I yeah. think it's going to turn out great for us. I mean, uh, you know, sure, short term. What side do you want? The side that has Eminem and the Beastie Boys and the Red Hot Chili Peppers and the Eagles and tits? Mm -hmm. Or the side with women dying of obesity, monitored speech, consent, uh, uh, obsessed intercourse? Mm -hmm. I just want to do the right thing. I'm sorry. I don't want to have sex with a woman against her will. I don't think this should be allowed. Is it okay if I touch you here? Is it okay if I touch you here? Is it okay if I touch you here? And there's daytime women and nighttime women. The daytime women are the ones on The View saying, you need consent and triplicate. And then the ones uh, on the nighttime are from The Bachelorette going, he asked me to, if he could kiss me. I'm sorry. I need a man with confidence. <laughs> That's so gross. I mean, well, fact, I noticed that women, when I came to New York, women in the night. oh, the women were just filthy here. Yeah. Like, slap me, beat me, rape me. But together with their friends, they're like, fucking, he did what to you? Well, I've been out of the game for a while, so I don't know what it's like the, now. Well, but you got to deal with the committee during the day. You the know what early I mean? aughts was just like, if you had coke, they wanted you to fuck them to death. <laughs> and roll them up in a carpet and throw them in the garbage. Oh, finally, my death angel has arrived. <laughs> it was it funny, too, because you, you'd be fucking, I don't know how R-rated this show is. Oh, no, it's a, it's, it's... You'd be fucking a girl and jizzing all over her face, like, I'm a fucking whore, kill me. And then you'd be done, <laughs> and then she'd be having a cigarette, and then she'd go, I'm not your whore, by the way. <laughs> I was like, yeah, no, I, was I just... got it. Don't wreck it by explaining it. Yeah. It's like comedy. You're ruining the joke. To shut up and, you know, get the fuck out of here. You have one more horror thing to do. Shut up and watch leave. your face. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, leave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, it's... It's the, the the contradictions are ridiculous everywhere as far as that goes. They want everything to be rape because it's not because they care about rape, not because they care about women. It's because they want to be able, like they're destabilizing society. They want to yes. slow down the fucking. They don't want they, a certain kind of person. They don't want having kids. It's right, people white who pay people, attention to all this shit. It's bad for the environment. Right, and uh, it's bad for the yeah. It's bad for fucking. It's bad for getting along. It's bad for everything, and. Like if you know you can just get locked up at any time for fucking some chick, you're not gonna fuck her. That's kind of why we started Proud Boys because we saw Ben Ratner not just being a 24 year old virgin, but not being worried about it, not even caring. And there was no stigma. And I, and and I've, he's not the only one. There was that other guy, Jack, that NYU college Republican guy, and he was like, "Yeah, I, I should get on that." When I was 17, I was the last guy to lose my virginity. I was almost murdered. By my friends yeah. for being such a fag. You, yeah, they're like seventeen, dude. Fifteen is is reasonable. Sixteen is late. You're a old homosexual man. Yeah, you're basically in the birdcage with Robin Williams. <laughs> 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 now you add another seven years to that, and we have an issue. You're talking about never getting around to it at that point. You just don't care about fucking. You don't care about women. You what? what and it's you don't a perfect wanna... storm. It's porn. The giving men an outlet where they go, I'll just fuck a bunch of tens or watch another man fuck a bunch of tens, which is a bizarre ritual. Yeah. I, I've never, I never, I have, I porn whatever happens, you know what I mean? But never with, I, I don't ever watch, it's always girls, alone or with another girl. Yeah. I, I just can't get into watching a fucking dick and a pussy. Or dicks in general. I, or, or how about black guys, guys or, watching a black guy with a white guy if you're a white guy? 
With what a white a, guy? What a weird thing to... Yeah, but heterosexual... No, I'm saying a, a white guy watching a black guy fuck that a white chick. Who does... I don't know. I what don't a know. weird... And, and then I think a lot of them do it sort of as virtue signaling. I wonder if they go up to a black guy and go like, Hey, man, I'm so not racist that I was watching a porn with one of you guys uh, the other day. You know they find a way to bring it up. Yeah. You know they do. <laughs> and the, the black guy's really Dude, flattered. Yeah. Oh, thanks a lot, man. Hey, that's really cool but of you. That's the thing. Black guys... Thanks for beating off to me. I don't think that black guys are like that. I think that black guys... Uh, every, every black person I met, they... Really don't like that shit. They don't like the. They don't like that. Uh, they that don't like, this, like politics or race. They're like gays, in a lot of way. They just want to like have fun. <laughs> well, even the ones maybe based it's the blacks politics, I know, but it's so disingenuous uh, that they recognize it. You know what I mean? Like when somebody's like, uh, you know, we're all brothers. You know, uh, yeah. and, a, and a black guy's like, what are you fucking talking about? You know? Yeah. They're I, no bullshit. I will say that. I, I I don't look at them as like disinterested. I look at them as they're just uh, most black people I meet. Their bullshit, you know, meter is just way lower. And when someone's a race, pretending that whites aren't racist, mm-hmm. when someone's a race, they're sick of talking about race. Like that used that used to be a great way to pick up Asian chicks. And if they are talking about it, they're not going to talk about it with some fucking overprivileged white person. Yeah, and yeah. they're not going to talk to them about it as if they're equal on the topic. Right, right, right. I'm That's glad. Fucking I'm glad you read Malcolm X's autobiography, but we're not on the same page. Yeah. Oh, you took a class. <laughs> Great. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. You know a bunch of made up words that a lesbian came up with in her notebook. That that whole type of person is disgusting. That the the white liberal. Oh, person. I fucking hate them more than anything. With I'm racist. Guilt. I'm racist towards them. But what I was going to say yeah, about Asian right. chicks is. Or anyone who's a slightly weird race, okay? Especially mm-hmm. chicks. Here's a tip, guys. They Every time they meet a stranger, it's sort of like being over six foot five. You just checked out your dick there. I just... If, every, if, if someone's six foot five, everyone always asks them how tall they are, and they're fucking sick of it. Hey, people who meet tall people, stop asking them how fucking tall they are. Yeah, for a woman, the stop asking lower. them if they play basketball. Jesus Christ, of course they played basketball. Leave them alone. But... With someone who's like half Armenian, half Asian or something, it's always like, where are you? What's your cultural heritage? Right? So I never ask that. I don't ever ask that. Oh, I never do. But when I was trying to get in their pants, I go, where are you from? And they'd be like, Detroit. And then I go, that's the problem with you fucking Detroit people. I'd bring that up like an hour later. I go, you fucking people, you're used to living in lawless wasteland Detroit. This is New York, okay? We have laws here. And she's so excited that someone doesn't see her as an Asian uh-huh. and sees her as a person in Detroit right. that you are pounding that yellow pussy within th- that night for sure. Yes, don't be boring and predictable and, and latch on to the first fucking... It's, it really reveals your fucking obsessions and your thoughts, too. Yeah. You know, the, you like, want to get a different race? Never mention the race. I didn't. I didn't know my wife was a squaw. I thought she was a gook. <laughs> <laughs> Until like what? And then I'm like the other day. You're a real tall Korean, and she's like, "Oh, I'm not a Korean. I am from Wisconsin. I am a Ho Chunk Indian." Oh Aho. my god. Damn, that's funny. I thought you were sitting cross-legged a lot. <laughs> what is that? That's nuts. The moccasins. Now it all makes sense. That's what the peace pipe is. I, I didn't know Koreans had peace pipes. That's nuts. That's the, it, it's it's really nuts that how much abuse you take, considering you you obviously have this uh, you know I guess Indian fetish or whatever. But yeah, I mean, the people talk about how much they've done for visible minorities. Have you made three from scratch? Yeah. <laughs> You've you want to help the American Indians? I made some. Yeah, Christ, you're trying to repopulate with the fucking Jesus Indians. Christ. It's like reparations, right? Sometimes though, the racists will get mad at me. 
like the anti-racists will hate me and then the racists will get mad at me and they'll go, what are you race mixing for? And I go, guys, I'm cleaning up the race. I'm trying to... Like <laughs> this, my boys now have blonde hair. If they marry white, there'll be no trace of Indian. Oh, yeah, come on. We'll breed it I'm out. I'm getting in there and scrubbing. Yeah. And plus, by the time, you know what? And then another generation, no more fucking payments. Yes. Yes. <laughs> you're going to breed that If you're a real right true racist and you're dedicated to the white race, you should marry a black as coal Kenyan... See how committed you are to this whole idea. Have a bunch of kids, and then make sure all those kids marry white, mm -hmm. and you can breed the black out. Did you? Okay. And if this, you have a white wife, you're a fucking racist pussy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Real yeah. Nazis marry black. You're not doing nothing for yeah. nobody. You yeah. know what? Can I say one more thing? Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. One fun thing about New York is it's racism isn't a thing here outside of NYU college students and academics. It's yeah. like people think it's funny here. Like, this is an example I was used when I first moved here. There was this guy, and he's like, "Fucking niggas drive me nuts, always late all the time," and I go, "Ooh, that's kind of raunchy." He was from South Brooklyn. The next day I see him, he brings his black wife, and he's like, "Hey everyone, guess why I'm late? Guess who it is? Guess out of these two, who decided that we're gonna be fucking late? I'll give you a hundred bucks if you guess." <laughs> or another example was this guy I just met the other day, and he's showing me his kids, and they're black. And uh, I go, uh, he, I go. Are they gonna? What are they? Are they gonna marry? I can't remember how this came up, but he goes. You know, the best thing about having a white dad is that they see me stick around her, and they go, "We're good. You know, we're reliable." So none of my daughters want to fuck black dudes. They're oh, all gonna marry white guys. <laughs> so it's like you're a, kind of a racist guy with black kids and a black wife. Yeah, that's, that's New York in a nutshell. I love wow. weirdos. Yeah, and then but you know what? With De Blasio, that whole thing gets blown. You know, I mean, yes. like he stuck around, whatever. But I mean, like he is the worst fucking like w apologist for all the faults of feminism and uh, overreach of any sort of like liberal agenda. Well, in he these, is that. In these two stories I just told you, the black women were incredibly hot. In the de Blasio's case, he's married to a gremlin dressed as Miles Davis for Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> I changed music three what times. What is she? What is she? A three? I want to say a four? Shirley McRae is, yeah, four? Four? Three. three. I guess she's like, yeah, three. I look. I wouldn't go near her. And like, it's not a. She's a lesbian, first of all. Uh, who uh, it's a political marriage. I'm pretty sure of that. It seems oh like yeah. That. Can you imagine fucking that guy. I guess you know for what to make a. You know, well, we need a couple of kids. That's you know mandatory. But can't you have a political marriage that's just fake and use a hot chick? Yeah. <laughs> like you're the man. You're. He's always been popular. He's like six foot four. He's always been a dynamic, popular sort of socialist liberal kid at college. Always selling pot. Probably so weird though, because he's such a fucking. He. I don't. If the. He says the right things, I guess. I mean, I mean, like, he is the big. You, you know, he adopts this accent when he talks. You know, like he was talking about after uh, Sergeant Barry had to shoot that crazy woman up in the Bronx, uh, Danner, Deborah Danner. And they did all this protesting and shit, you know. Is that the one who had the baseball bat? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, I know a cop's involved in that case. Yeah. And the jury was going to convict him because they didn't realize that a baseball bat can kill someone. And so they had to bring in an expert who had cases with him that says, this person was killed by a baseball bat. This person was killed by a baseball bat. By and the way, in the training video, it yes, shows somebody with a bat. Yes, Kumiev talks about that. He said, yeah. there's literally a fucking cardboard woman that comes out with a baseball bat. It's her face. It's her. 
So it's a he, guy. It's a bald guy. He's doing. He's not just doing his job that that he was trained to do. He's doing his job that we as a society created a training field and said, "All right, we want a police force, and this is the kind of thing we want you to be protected against because you're a cop." And so we he's got a bad. We die. don't want him braining you and taking your gun and then committing more crimes. <laughs> yeah. We need cops to stay alive. You're not in the job to get killed for Christ's yes. sake. That's not the job description. And they talk about how frail she was. She's an old woman. That woman's like six feet tall. You know what I mean? She's like. Uh, it's not hard. To swing a bat, of, yeah. It's you need one swing, one good one. Get the temple. Good and night. You're gone. So when uh, when all that shit was going on, he was ex- you know. Of course, the very next day he comes out with a statement. The very next morning after this happens, okay, he didn't go go like uh, give it some thought, research, right. learn you know, the facts, investigation. Trudeau is was the same with that that American, not American Indian, First Nations native, uh, the, the thief. Uh, he was a native, breaking into a house. He got shot by the homeowner, killed, and it was seen as a racist crime. And um, really, without, is a the, racist the, crime? Like, wait wait until the entire trial is done before yeah. you make your judgment. How about that? Listen to the facts. Uh, investigate. The next day, he's like, "This we have a real problem with racism on the reservation, and white people near Indians are bad news, and fucking fuck white people. But sorry, it's exact same as de Blasio. Exact same. So he's, he's doing his accent, you know, like he's sitting there saying, you know, he first of all he acts real sad. You know, he adopts this whole like just demeanor of like solemn. Saying, I told her that never should have happened. I told her. You know, he's like, Ew, he does a black her. voice. Really subtle, but yeah, he does. I told her. Is it as her. good as Cory Booker's? Cory Booker's a wigger, by the way. <laughs> Cory Booker. You know who I'm talking about? Uh, Cory Booker is the. Uh, he's uh, on the. Uh, uh, the uh, city council, Cory Booker, or are you talking no, about no, the no. guy the, in Newark? In Newark. Oh yeah, the guy who had his. I well, thought he was black. He is, but he grew up whiter than a blanket. Oh okay. He grew up whiter than liquid paper. His parents were the first CEOs at IBM. That was me on the on your giant. Oh, oh okay. Uh, his parents were the first CEOs at IBM. He moved into a neighborhood. The first black people they had to sue the state to be able to live there because. Rich people had never even seen Negroes before. This is like probably 1960. Uh, so they had to sue for the right to live in this neighborhood. In the hood? No, no, no. In a fancy, fancy, fancy Chicago neighborhood. And they found IBM. Or New Jersey. Oh, I see what you mean. Okay. His parents were stinking rich. Wow, okay. And they were so rich, they made it to a neighborhood where people were like, what happened to your hair? It's all curly. Whoa! What are what, you? What, are you sunburnt? Why are you? Are you made of chocolate? Some sort of natives are moving in. <laughs> there is a strange chocolate person in a suit <laughs> with a woman who has curly hair, and his children seem to have bad tans. Black? No, no, they're not black. They're just t- tan color. They're what very you brown. Wait, what is black? What let do me you see mean? a black person. Oh my God! That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's them. What? Where'd you get this photograph? <laughs> More in, of them in Africa. But he didn't have a bone through his nose, and he had a suit on. Yeah, that's yes. him. Yeah. Besides that, it's him. <laughs> that's is that? What's so his they, name? Idi Amin is here. <laughs> they had to. So, so they they're like, no, sue? actually, we're normal. Uh, we're not tribesmen. We're very, very rich. You've heard of and IBM? We want to be uh, here. Uh, I yeah. work at IBM. I'm one of the top executives there. So, is, so is my wife. So they go, fuck. Okay, I guess black people can live here. Hmm. Um, Moving on up, indeed. <laughs> yeah. So okay. then, so he grew up white as white can be, and uh, that's obviously a detriment when your whole your whole raison debt is, yo, what's up, finally, finally someone can be in, in the government. So he makes up a You're friend welcome. That's great. named T-Bone. He makes him up. Yes. I, I used to hang that. out with this nigga T-Bone. 
<laughs> and then black people start going, yeah, uh, T-Bone is like, blacks in the South are named T-Bone. No one in New Jersey is named T-Bone. They're named like Cash, more Money, of a, and You're shit. thinking that's more of a, a, like a white guy who plays a lot of pinball, <laughs> has mutton chops. You fucked up your fake, yeah. <laughs> your invisible best friend. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, little kids have invisible friends. Right, Darrell maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe like Darrell would have worked. But um, he was recently on the house floor, whatever they call it, and he was talking about that really popular new book, uh, the Elegy, Hillbilly Elegy or something. You know that book that's out now? I've never heard of it. It's winning all the hot awards and it's... Hillbilly Elegy. Something like that. And it's about growing up poor in, you know, West Virginia, I think. Okay. It's next to my bed with 700 other books I'll never read. Yes. Uh, Hillbilly Eulogy, maybe? Anyway. um, Hillbilly Eulogy. Okay, so so the idea is it's like, one of the most popular by books whites. in America right now, and it's written by a very well-educated, super smart guy who grew up dirt poor. Yeah, with the grandmother who said fuck all the time, and it's a fun book to read. I'm told by my wife. Okay, uh, <laughs> <laughs> really, if she just kind of gives you the the you know the outline of it, you're fine. Yeah, you know, well, I just I talk it. to her for an hour, and then I tell people like I've read the book, and uh, it, so it's about being poor. And Corey was just caught on the on the house floor going, you know, I'm reading this book. And I, I'm reading about these white people and what they suffered through, and uh, I'm struck by it because it reminds me of my neighborhood, you know? And you go, dude, Google is available to everyone. Yeah. You fucking <laughs> phony. Wow, his neighborhood. You know what? I bet you he's talking about the place he rents in Newark. So that he can hold office in Newark. You know what? And You're live right. There. Yeah. Yes. He means his district. Yeah. yeah. When he says my neighborhood, he means the one he owns. <laughs> but he does own a home. He has a house there. He rents a place there or has a house there or something, right. and he never goes there. Oh, yeah. I'd love to see the fridge. Uh, it's like a Coke, <laughs> some condiments, one egg, and yeah. some Chinese takeout that's been there for nine months. I mean, Christ, dude. You don't live there. You don't live in Newark. You're rich. You don't live in Newark. Well, didn't uh, didn't De Blasio lie, or was it his wife who lied, or there was some rep who lied because she said her hu- her son is special needs, so she couldn't live in her district, and then he got caught tr- smoking pot and doing Dante. Crimes. That's no, 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 not not De Blasio's son. Oh no, it was sorry. I should have the story better if we're talking about it on a podcast. Well, and what's her name? Uh, fucking you know the fake Indian. I love her, Elizabeth Warren. Oh, so great, so great. Lied to get a, to get fucking privilege and to get. Here's in. the deal with Indians. Mm-hmm. If people don't ask you if you're Asian, you're not an Indian. Yeah, <laughs> right. So you got to be 25 percent to have slightly chinky eyes. Even you know, your the kids, slightly folds. chinky. Oh my! Everyone thinks my kids are Chinese. Yeah. Uh, if if you're less than 25 percent, you start getting your eyes start getting whiteified. And in my wife's tribe, I had to do a pap smear. The whole pap smear is that is that for pussies? Yeah, I had to do like a spit thing, um, a genetic test to determine their that they were twenty five percent because they get checks from their casino. Yeah, and if they're not twenty five percent, they're not considered ho chunk, and they don't get checks. And you ain't getting beat out of that fucking Indian money, man. You need to keep that. <laughs> no, all that want, in. They, if they don't marry Indian, those. We're out of a lot of dough. Look, free money, man. Nobody's going to turn it down. Oh, we get money from the... They get money from the casino, but they also get money for some ancient land deal. Ho-Chunks get a lot of dough. What what, what, what ancient land deal? Uh, it was like some deal that the America reneged on, and then the Ho-Chunks sued them and won, and so they got this huge settlement, but it keeps garnering interest, so they, yeah. it keeps snowballing. It's like a hedge fund now. That's great. Good for them. You know, if they got fucked on a deal, that's great. You yeah, know? I, I was against it. Back. My wife and I got a big, huge fight about it, and I just realized it's sort of like being an heir to the Guinness throne. 
Like, yeah, my great grandfather discovered that burnt hops make a cool stout, and I still get money, like Daphne Guinness. Yeah, uh, okay, that's good. It's none of my business. Oh, so it's the same thing. Oh, yeah, right. She's yeah. saying it's the same thing. I just, my ancestors were smart about something. I think it was Delaware Indians who sold the fucking Manhattan Island, you know, supposedly for so little money, and now they, uh, it was wampum is what it was. You know, they well, was wait a, a minute. It was 14 bucks, but that was a fucking fortune back then. No, it wasn't. Not not to buy Manhattan. I've looked into it, and you, when you break it down, it's amusingly small. What if it was six grand? You know what I mean? In today's money, it's like, I'll for have this some, whole fucking for island. some shitty area? For six grand, you know? Well, it didn't have a, any skyscrapers at the time. Shit, when they built City Hall, they thought this is the farthest north this island will ever go oh it's so funny yeah because like when they used to when, during the yellow fever time when they would like try to get out of town you know like way up was the village oh really yeah, yeah. that was like up in the country village well you know? i saw the city hall if you look on the north side it looks kind of shitty and that's because that was all trees and they figured no one's ever going to see the back right. so we'll spend all the money in the front and now it's like the most southern point of Manhattan. Yeah, but by the time they made that purchase, like there was, there was some vision, there was some building. It was like, I'm, look, and I'm not saying the Indians' concept of ownership is supposedly different too. So right, it was like, well, you well we also it. don't know how much how nomadic that tribe was. There's also theories that they were just passing through. Yeah, and that they sold it as if like. You want to give us what for one? Okay. Yeah, but I mean, this was, is my island. The negotiations for Staten Island were actually a lot fucking more, uh, you know. Like, okay, you got a good deal on the other thing, but with this we got to talk about. <laughs> we got to play hardball. Yeah, they played hardball on Staten Island. Well, I can see if there's zero Wampum buildings, belts. Staten Island being more appealing. If you can sort of get a grip. I mean, it's not. It's hard to separate from the Staten Island of today. Sure, sure. With garbage was, and yeah, and also a lot of opioid abuse and whatnot. Yeah, garbage people. Yeah. Just kidding, Staten Island. Staten Island's the best fucking... They, they went red, you know what I mean? They voted for Trump in Staten Island. Yeah, I Island. love people in Staten Island. I, I, Staten Island people are, uh, you know, whatever they are, but I mean, like, uh, they they definitely, you can tell, it's a type. Yeah. It's an amazing place. You can tell Isn't it annoying from. that we have to worry about context? Like, my Cory Booker wigger comment, I know that'll get taken out of context. For the record, that is a racial epithet and a bad word, and it's obviously a joke about how Cory is... White on the inside and black on the outside. But you know what? That's, to be I've never heard he Wigger use that way. I've always heard Wigger as a white person. I know. I invented it. You invented Wigger? I invented Wigger. How you in, didn't invent No, no, not Wigger, but I invented calling black people Wigger. Oh, right, right. That use of it. Yes. Yeah. It's very I insulting. Also, I also invented calling white people Uncle Toms when they're obsequious around blacks. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. My neighborhood, my new su- rich suburb. Mm. The less blacks in a neighborhood, the more they're cherished. By rich white people. Cherished. And the way they talk. Like, have you ever heard Snoop Dogg on Howard Stern? He is so... He's so obsequious. He he, he sits there and goes, Yeah, man, that's what I... Like, Snoop goes, Yeah, and then, then they saw uh, Elvis stealing all their dance moves. And Howard Stern goes, Yeah, 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 I always hated fucking Elvis. I saw him out there, and I was like, That motherfucker's stealing black music. He's stealing black dance moves, man. And then Snoop Dogg is like, "Yeah, that's right, man. You're cool. You're cool with me. We're we're bros." So that was that was uh, Howard Stern being an Uncle Tom, and, and 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 being an Uncle Tom, yeah, being an uncle and, and being a sellout. It's it's so phony. I think that's so much more racist. I find that to be the most racist. Me too. It's it just it, your whole attitude it's and demeanor. It's worse than the, the. You're right. It's worse than some guy going, "I hate black people." They going, "Hi, hello, black person. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. <laughs> Hi, little black. Oh my." <laughs> Do you want a treat? Do you want some fried chicken? Look, yes, a ball. Yes, you do. Go put that in the who. 
soup. We have this guy at my local bar there. There's this UPS guy, and he's not even black from America. He's like some middle-class Jamaican guy who came here and he's, doesn't give a fuck about Malcolm X. Yeah, the race is a lot different. Yeah, and he's just like, I always liked white people. They were good. They, they owned all the tourist attractions, and they had good jobs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Perspective is totally different. They cherish him so much that he comes in, and he Mike he doesn't order beer. He doesn't order anything. Uh. He has his little table and he watches TV. He puts in his lunch, his weird Caribbean fish that reeks up the whole bar. Puts that in the microwave. Sits down. He's a great guy, by the way. I'm not, he's not an asshole. And they're like, "Oh, that's and Jamar. Like, oh, here comes Jamar, our yeah, black friend. It's gonna smell in here, but it's worth it. It's worth it. We have a black person in the bar, and they're sipping it. I'm meeting this new demographic I've never met before. Uh, blue collar liberals." So they have like paint splattered pants and the fucking New York accent and white hair because they're 50 years old mm. and a lunchbox. And I'll tell you what, this, I wish there was a big rain that would wash down the middle of the fucking country, go out to the fucking uh, Gulf of Mexico, wash out to the fucking Midwest, just leave the coastal cities. Oh boy. A guy in like a Dickies shirt is saying that. That's so fucked up. That's fucked up. Like That's not Archie natural. Bunker with Obama's brain. It's the weirdest thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's like when I saw Archie well, Bunker's. How do, account, how do you account for that? They were hippie, uh, loser, lazy potheads in the East Village and Greenwich Village in the 70s and 80s. Ah, and, and they, they got move a trade. Up to Croton on Hudson, and they, they got a job at their friends, whatever thing, but they're still hippies. They still have ponytails in their brain. Ah, okay. That's interesting. They yeah. moved out of the city. It's and a weird didn't... group. They should be in a museum. Cause yeah, cause if they stay in the village, it's because they have a lot of money, and they, those money type oh, yeah. fucking old liberals that, that Hillary will come and talk no, to. No, they and were shit, paying you know? like six hundred bucks a month right up until nineteen eighty eight. Mm. Now I see. That's interesting. I didn't think about it. Blue collar fucking. So Blue they co- never really. So, I had one so guy not, yeah, okay. at my bar, at another bar, uh, in in the Burbs. And he's like, he bet me, I'll bet you, I'll buy you fucking free beer all night if fucking Trump wins. I'll give you a nine-point spread. This is a big, burly guy. Nine-point spread. Wife. Wow, come on, dude. And that, those beers were delicious that I night, I bet my they friend. were. Oh, my God. It was I've like heard Brad more, Pitt's come. <laughs> more than one story of uh, people reneging on bets uh, uh, over the election when oh, Trump won. Yeah, he tried to. Yeah, of course. I was so pissed. I was, if the, And it was only like... $23 in beer but I was like <laughs> I only will 23 f- beers <laughs> <laughs> I was think I was like you know when there's that f- few times a year where you get red ears mad and I was like I will fucking rip this bar off the fucking ground and throw it out the window if you don't fucking pay this yeah. bet <laughs> right and he's like here we go there's a bud uh yeah fuck it yeah I mean, that's people welching man is like it's, it's the, worst. the worst you know because you were gonna pay you would have fuck whatever it was oh. was that a bet it was just an offer even it wasn't even a bet yeah it wasn't a bet he didn't want anything because Trump was not going to win. Yeah, so I, that's, I spot you your whole side of the bet. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, that but guy's so, confident. So he's there, and he's got his fish and whatever, and he brings his own Gatorade, and they're all like, yes. This is, this is a different guy, Jamal. No, no, I'm this going back the, to the, the original story. Yeah. And it was Martin Luther King Day, and it's 3 o'clock. And the, the blue-collar liberal goes, they're making you work on fucking Martin Luther King Day. And he's like, I don't care. I don't got Babylon clothes in and I know. I just do my packages. <laughs> and, and he's like, that's fucked up, man. That is seriously fucked up. And I'm thinking, meanwhile, I'm in your bar, dude. 
you're open on Martin Luther King Day. Yeah. Your bartender's working about a foot from my face right now. Uh-huh. So just black people don't work on Martin Luther King Day? Yeah, Is that yeah. What you're See, saying? he's white. So, oh, so you didn't hire a black guy? Oh, you Why can't hire, hire black? Black? Oh, they're okay. too stupid? Is that what you're saying? Oh. What are you, Joseph Coors? They take too many holidays. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I turned black just for the holidays. That's, it, it, it's, it's, uh, you're looking at your watch, which it's is, getting, which is nice, by the way. It's, what kind of watch is that? It's called Knight, N-I-T-E. Uh-huh. It's mil- a military watch that they made civilian versions of, and they made them in, cool. it's not that expensive. It's like a Hummer for your wrist. I've been, I want a Rolex, though. Why not? I think every man wants a Rolex. Dude. Sure. Yeah, they weigh six it's pounds. such a stupid waste of money, though. I mean, like a timepiece in general is something you don't need. It's obviously, <laughs> if you, so you might as well make it an accoutrement. I used to have an Indiglo, and then I'm like, why am I fucking wearing a watch? Well, no, there's times, like this glows like crazy at night, and you mm-hmm. don't have to push anything, it just glows. Four times a year, you'll need to know the time. <laughs> it can't no, get when to your you phone. wake up, uh, you're not an alcoholic anymore, but no. we wake up at uh, three in the morning with a thing called The Horrors. Oh, really? Yes, the Irish call it The Horrors. Wait, where you need a beer. Uh, yeah, you see your children dead, you see uh, you're getting sued, Looking your house your is burnt down, yeah. your mother's uh, screaming and she has no eyes. Uh, no, they're more realistic than that. It's all plausible, not plausible, but it's all things that could possibly happen that are horrible. All the things, that, all the reasons you drink. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Well, I think it's your liver saying to your brain, I'm out of water here. I'm trying to clean this blood. Hello? I need more water. Go get up, take a piss, and drink some water. Sleep's ass, motherfucker. Because <laughs> that's what a hangover is. Your brain is dehydrated because your liver used brain water to clean your blood. It's as simple as that. Drinking a lot of water is the hangover. But you, it's hard to get enough water in there. Yeah. Well, it's a lot of cleaning they got to do. You've been drinking rotten corn for eight hours. <laughs> <laughs> It can't be good for your body. Your poor fucking liver, Rotten man. Corn. Holy That's shit. That's why I hate women in bars and I hate music in bars and even TV in bars if the game isn't on. And even when the game's on, it seems weird. Like, why don't we watch Star Wars 2 while we're at it? Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. It's, why are we watching Argentina versus Italy here? It's such a homey thing watching a game or you go to a game, but to be able to, anyway. Uh, we're sitting there eating rotten hops, rotten corn, rotten potatoes. <laughs> don't flavor it. Don't make it crafty. And then women come in and they're like, I don't like eating rotten stuff, obviously, because my body makes babies. So can you cover mine with umbrellas and fruit and sugar so I don't know that I'm drinking alcohol? Pretty please. And I feel like, well, clearly you're not meant to drink it if you have to trick your body into drinking it. So get out of here. Plus, you laugh way too fuck. I did a video about this. Oh, got women laughing loud. Drunk women, even just like I was gonna, I would, my son was gonna be there, but he doesn't. He, you, do you know Mark's son, Randy? Oh, God. Him and Randy were hanging out, bitch, you but they don't up. live in the same city anymore because oh, their bitch, father moved. I, I had a guest on the show, so like something would happen, she would laugh, and then the, the camera would just have to keep going to the site to the two shot. I couldn't keep going. <laughs> Get him off the show. Uh, yeah. I said that to Bill Schultz. I said, this isn't the view. Yeah. Okay, get women off your show. It's like you goofing with the gals. Guys don't, men watch Compound Media, maybe three women watch it. I don't understand the whole idea of trying to like, uh, you think that's going to attract females? All his friends are chicks. That's his life. You go out with him. Which is great. And he's just Whatever, like not you know? getting laid with chicks everywhere. And he's not gay. I don't know. I don't, he's a mystery to me. 
I I think I, he is a mystery to me. I don't know exactly what the what the fa- I, nice guy, great uh, guy, but he but he likes to uh, he likes to have a lot of women on the show. I guess he's a he's like a fag hag, but it's chicks, and he's not. I don't know. Weird. He's yeah. a chick hag. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> compound media, all the all the quality programming. How things is CR media. Wonderful. Yeah. I got to get used to not swearing, but it's nice to be normal for a time. You get to talk about, like, controversial shit still? Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, You know, the most dangerous, like, I I was recently talking about Richard Spencer, and I was saying, look, I know no one likes him, but the guy should be able to get a lawyer in America. I think so, yeah. He cannot get a lawyer at all. I didn't know that they could turn him down. Don't they have to, like, uh, do, doesn't somebody have to represent him? I mean, I, I mean, I guess if anybody can say no, all people can say no. I guess the state has to represent him eventually if he yeah, can't he find a, a lawyer. Yeah, he got a public defender. It's going to be a one shitty fucking lawyer. Who fucking hates him. Is he being sued or is he in criminal Yeah, court? him and all the people involved in Charlottesville are getting sued for Charlottesville. What the fuck? Why? They're responsible for Heather Heyer's death or something? I don't know. Oh, my God. But my point was, when talking about him, and and I can talk about that on CRTV, is... You can. Yes. Yeah. Uh, You know... So, content-wise, you're all good. Yeah, Jeffrey Dahmer got a lawyer. Like, we get... Everyone gets a lawyer in America. That's the deal. Yeah. And I don't like pedophiles, but I want them to get a lawyer... In case you falsely accuse someone of being a pedophile. Yeah, and just to make sure the conviction goes through. That's why we had the Magna Carta. This is what's so frustrating about 2018 in this fucking kangaroo courts. Mm-hmm. We've been working on catching rapists and catching murderers and catching bad guys for thousands of years. Yeah. We finally narrowed it down, especially in New York City, where we had crimes rampant, Giuliani saved the day. We finally got it down to a sharp pin mm-hmm. of justice. And then you go, no, I'm just going to carry a mattress around, say I was raped, and ruin some guy's life. Yeah, yeah, and that's okay. And and you know something? It's like they don't care. Uh, advocates don't care if it's true or not. They no. really don't. They'll, it they'll, raises they'll say awareness. Right. <laughs> yes, exactly. Like, look at what goes on with a rape kit. I don't even know what it is, but the amount of science and technology that goes on with the swabs and finding a piece of his fucking penis skin it's just incredible. It is incredible, isn't it? And they won't. And there's so many on the fucking shelf that they don't have the money to check. Like whatever you're spending on anything else, spend it on those fucking rape kits and yeah. lock up some race. Rapists. Rape kits and guns. Yeah, that's the top of the budget. Right. That's what you need. And and check them. You know, and actually do something about it. It would be nice. So CRTV, you're talking about that stuff, and you have good guests. You have some funny guests. Is yeah. It, is it still People comedy? Be it's still it. comedy, right? Yeah. Well, you clearly don't watch it. Um, I don't. I don't. I, I, I can't afford to subscribe to. I. You, you know can't what, Gavin? Seven dollars you know a Gavin? month. I, I just heard myself say that, and I'm like, what a dick. <laughs> I'm sorry. People I'm always sorry. say that too, and you're like, isn't no, a, two beers no, seven God, bucks? No, you're so fucking. It's half a pack of cigarettes for Christ's sake. <laughs> yeah, seven dollars a dollar. You've gone through seven bucks of sorry. cigarettes during this interview. I'm so sorry. No, I haven't. And I didn't mean to project that, but I totally fucking walked right. Yeah, fucking, I'm revealing that I've never <laughs> seen your fucking program. And I'm going to subscribe fine. today because, like, I, I it's got a lot of good shit on today it. Today was all I thought, the time. You'd like today's episode. Uh, I uh, I interviewed a cop, but as Miles McInnes, <laughs> and called him a murderer and stuff. That's great. And then I also went through all these racist rants we're seeing recently, like the guy in the the lawyer who was yelling at the people in the restaurant here in New York. Yeah, a couple of uh, Spanish-speaking ladies, yeah. supposedly. And how it's called being an adult and yelling at people when you're in a bad mood. Right. He yeah, said they deal. should all speak Spanish, I mean, speak English in Midtown. Yeah, good He point. complained about paying taxes and welfare. Yeah. He said they're probably not documented. And I noticed that in the story, when I read it, they didn't make a big deal about the being yeah, documented. Yeah, well, that's not really... Yeah, they, you don't want to call them out on that. They probably are not. 
You know what I mean? So, so yeah. They, Surely when you're offended by a statement, is is it not beholden upon you to prove the statement is untrue? Or to ignore it or whatever, you know, sure. But, I mean, like in the paper, if they, like I say, if they were documented, man, they would have made a big oh, deal out of it. it and up. as a matter of fact... You know, and they'd find some fucking great thing about them. He coaches Little League, her husband does, or whatever. You know what I mean? It's New York. Black people call me cracker and yell at me every block. I have a guy walk up to me the other day in front of fucking uh, comedy club walking in. I guess I looked like a tourist or something, but he's like, thank you for not being afraid of a black man. Oh, fuck. I love that fucking, uh, you know, first of all, I am afraid of you. (laughs) You got the wrong guy. (laughs) He's like, well, shake my hand. I go, why would I be afraid of you? And then he's like, shake my hand, shake my hand. I'm like, I'm not going to shake your hand. I don't know you. I know this is a long, involved hustle for you to get five bucks. I know you're going to hand me a CD, which he did. He tried to hand me a CD. I'm like, not interested in your mixtape. So, yeah. yeah. scam. It's it's it, the presumed racism is the thing, right? You know, like like right, but it, also it's just, just yelling abuse, at somebody is like, normal. Fuck you and it, it, New York is full of people yelling obscenities at other people, and that's just I kind of like it. In a it's way. only okay to yell at the cops that way. You understand? You know, <laughs> right? Fuck you motherfucker. So this guy, they just got him because he's white and rich, and yeah, he's a lawyer, and he's a lawyer. But that's just a day in New York. And then they had some other guy who was said to some woman uh, in a full burqa. He said, "What is this Halloween?" That's a huge news story. We're, we're so fucking sensitive now, and we're just uh, killing. But we're not. Nobody's sensitive. It's yeah, not it's about, a lie. It's a lie. If, if it was actual sensitivity, I'd kind of be all right. I'll try to be sensitive. I don't want to fucking hurt your feelings or whatever. It'd be a different thing. But they're not. It's all about power, and we intuitively know that. That's why it pisses us off. Like you're not fucking bothered. Yeah, by that. I hate liars. That's all, the only thing I hate is liars. Yeah. That's uh, what we have. Well, even in those two examples. With that lawyer who was saying speak English, as he was walking away, they were like, fuck you, I hope you fucking die. Yeah. So they're clearly comfortable with rude language. They were just responding back. They were just fighting they back. Were they were trying to save their own lives. They were, it was a form of defense. They had to yell that or they'd be dead. You gotta frame it a certain way. Just like, you know, Antifa and the police, like, the, you know, the, Antifa never attacks police. They clash. You know what I mean? Uh, they, yeah. They clashed with them. You, did you see the other guy who, who's uh, got a little video uh, from the LIRR? He said, like, uh, called him a uh, fucking. Oh, monkey. Monkey. Yeah, that <laughs> one was. Now, that one was bad. Well, did you hear what they were saying back, though? They were talking the whole time, and she was like, your mother should have swallowed you and all that kind of shit. It's like, you got to tune in to listen to that, you know? But, like, they they called him a fucking ignorant white man. Oh, really? You know? Yeah. It's it's clearly audible, but not mentioned. They were just responding back, you know? Poor things. Poor sweet little black girls. And the guy wasn't real bright, you know what I mean? Do you even know who your mother is? And then he realizes, oh, that's not Oh, you mean father, father. And then he switches to, (laughs) your mother or your father, because you're a monkey. He had to to elevate it. I think that's the only reason he went there. I just sometimes I I lament the 70s and 80s where, like, my dad saw someone, their dog taking a shit in the park. He goes, hey, here you. Back that up. And the guy goes, Pick that up. Pick it up, And the guy's like, fuck you. There's no fuck you. (laughs) And then they had a 20-minute fight. Right. Where they were both the elephant man the next day. Uh And that was the end of that. There was no litigation. There's no... It was handled. Nobody it wasn't captured on video. It wasn't and captured it, it, it on video. didn't go viral. And even at these rallies with these Antifa saying, fuck the police and everything, the second there's this slight... Don't touch me. That's assault. That's assault. Police. That's assault. Yeah. Yeah. I hate that shit. I hate it too. You know, it's like have the strength of your convictions if you have them. You know what I mean? Don't be like, like oh, punch me so I can sue you. Yeah, it's yeah. It's the worst. It, it, when we were punks, I got 
beat up by a gang of skinheads. They took my boots. Calling the police was just unthinkable. Mm. I would have been persona non grata on like, both sides. Well, of I am a punk, so that's, <laughs> I deserve to be beaten up every once in a while. It happens. It's okay. CRTV, uh, watch it. Gavin McKinnist, good to have you here. Thanks for doing the show. Uh, you wait, wait, wait. Gavin McKinnist? I didn't say McKinnist. Okay, I thought I heard a T at the end. I said Gavin McGinnis. <laughs> Later. Is it over?